59 of Radio Free America, and this is Uncle Sam with music and the truth until dawn. Right now, I've got a few words for some of our brothers and sisters in the occupied zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. Hey, and welcome everybody to our Daily Gun Show. We come to you live every weeknight at midnight Eastern. We talk about guns for about an hour. <coughs> and tonight we're joined with uh, people from all around the country. We got Dan O'Jump. Okay, now I'm figuring out how to use my phone. We have Dan O'Jumping in from Illinois. Thanks for joining. Yep, I do have one thing to say. Mr. 9mm is in the house. Did you say Mr. 9mm Hater? Uh, you're here as well. Uh, we got Cycle Camp jumping in the last moment, popping a wheelie. From hey there, everybody. Connecticut. Uh, we got Dog jumping in from Nevada. Hey, hey. Thanks for having me. And Woods jumping in from the northern western woods of Washington. Thanks for having me. You bet. So there's links out there to a couple other people that have green dots and that have jumped in and before. Uh, you're welcome to jump in again uh, over on the gun channel side, I should say. Um, <clears throat> if you're on the gun channel side and you have not been on the show before and you'd like to, let us know in the comments. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, there's other platforms out there. Um, today is Tuesday, so we're going to, and it's episode 677, real number. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Second Amendment, and usually we pick a state. And I'm not sure, but I think we may have gone through, well, we probably have not gone through all the states on this last tour. Uh, maybe we'll start doing that going forward for a bit. But I figured this week we would take a break from our just featuring one state and instead talk about which state is the best for CCW. Or no, no excuse me, I don't want to say CCW, because that's often the focus of which state is the best, right? I'm going to take it out to the bird's eye view, which is the best state for the Second Amendment, so that we can incorporate other factors into it besides just personal protection or self-defense. That is so Aniba-like sort of question. Wait a minute. Are you saying that it's too much for you or it's so easy? Well, th there's so many different dimensions, and the value to each individual of all those dimensions varies from person to person. Well, hopefully that nuance is what insight people are finding value from this show. It's right? like, what what's what do you like about living? Oh, please. So we're just supposed to come on here and go, do you agree that two plus two is four? We all say yes in unison, and then we end the show with a salute well, to the flag. We talked about nine millimeter pretty good. Nine millimeter. That's okay. You because there, is that. a, there is a state out there that's perfect for everybody. Okay, I was talking over you. What did you say, Cycle? I said there is a state out there that's perfect in every way for everybody. So, so let's see if we can let's see if we can uh, solve the whole problem and have a good time. All right, so I'm going to just go left to right, and we'll see what happens this way. And we'll also be watching the uh, comments over on the Gun Channel side, of course. So people over there, green dots. Feel free to type in what you think the best state is for 2A first, just 
hopefully just the state so we can see that and start to talk about it and then after there's been a slew of the states there start putting in your state again and then the reason why so uh interesting cycle have something to uh something to defend here because this not is not necessarily always the case anymore but anyway so yeah we'll go left right cycle what do what do you think and is the state here it's absolutely vermont all right piano mine is based off of perception so i'm i'm going to hold the ability to edit my answer later on it's all about that where i was going i should have said we're going to go through the room here first and then we're going to go through the room later and see if we change our minds because I live in a medium to sucky state, so my perception of like the western states and let's say Maine, sure, or in that one state that's close to Maine, I forget what it is, um, is that they're so much better in in various ways. Here's um, how I remember those two: Vermont looks like the letter B, so that's easy, and the other one is New Hampshire. <clears throat> okay, um, well, because they look the same. Otherwise, they look I, like two uh, pork chops, neck in. Anyway, go ahead. So that's the nuance we're looking for. Is people coming um, from different perspectives. You know, I, I know the aspects that make it the best to me, but I don't know which states they it applies to. Oh come on, you're not going to answer. Well, okay, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. All right. You so made me answer. <laughs> all right, I'm not bitching. So now we got a dog. Alaska. Oh snap! Bringing a state that wasn't in our little infographic, but. It's technically a state. So, uh, Woods. Well, um, we had the same great idea. I was going to go with Alaska, but um, so just to keep it out there, I'm going to go with uh, Arizona. Oh, no, that's that's too bad. I'm going to go with Nevada. Oh, am I going to go with Nevada? Shit. I can change. I'm pulling a Dano. I'm sideways Indian giving it over to Utah. Nevada had it, but then they lost it with, with their shitty, uh, what was that called? The uh, ballot initiative for yeah. universal background checks. It's going to Utah. California's moving in, changing the place. I know. The furniture. I told them to close the gates after me. Here, look, I'm going to put up my screen here, right? So you can see the, the image that we just chose for this video today. Look how California is kind of like rubbing all up on nevada like do they even have a choice like we're just barely getting rubbed by the tip of california oregon's getting all rubbed by the bottom there but nevada you're screwed like it's, yeah they're they're, they're full-on groping us and we're, we're against it but they won't it's, let it's inappropriate really and it's happening right in front of the rest of the states like little states over here they don't know what to do like look at massachusetts it's trying to copy but anyway we're getting off topic so um do we want to go through and see what some of the chat is saying? We see people contesting your Vermont there. Um, our, our gun channels people, oh, oh, you're right. I'm looking at the wrong one. I forgot this part it hasn't been updated, the text chat part fix yet. That's right. If it was easy, then we'd get a bunch of lazies and sl sl slobs and whatnot. But no, we get a bunch of the sharpest, like, intellectual minds on the internet in here because of the the simple puzzle it takes to actually chat on it right now no big deal look what happens when on my screen i've got my chat and my text right next to each other seems pretty pretty cool anyway we're not getting any chats or any states i uh general said georgia 
All right, so do we want, let's instead of trying to just justify our states, because that could take a while, why don't we talk about what criteria we use, perhaps? And then instead of trying to go through everybody, since there's five of us, it could take a while, why don't we just start with one criteria a piece and go around until we've heard, maybe see what happens that way. Now, are you going to okay. jot these down so we can keep track of them? Oh, so well. you're, you're playing Matt tonight? Oh, hell no. I don't keep track of nothing. This is all to inspire people who haven't put out decent, prepared content or, you know, produced videos. This is to encourage them and give them some kernels. But no, I don't have I don't have anything to do with it if I did write it down. So, um, Cycle, what was one of the criteria you used? Uh, the fact that it's constitutional carry and even that. for out of state. I'm going to throw one. I'm going to go outside my own rules and throw one out there. One of the things I've respected about Vermont for so long is that they've never had a law up until now. Never had laws. That's yeah, awesome. It's federal laws and then nothing else inter add adding on, like no more layers. At least that's how I understand it. Now, once yeah. we start putting it under a microscope, maybe we're wrong. We also have the disadvantage that the, the we have a disability here, and that's that we don't really have anybody from Vermont. I know we've had people from that area. Um, back in the day, um, Tactical Six String hung out around that area, so he would give us some intel. Well, now we've got Cycle, but we don't really have anybody who lives in Vermont anymore, I don't think. And uh, what I'm looking at here, I'm over on the NRA ILA website uh, under Vermont. And what it has, and this is repeated in a couple of a number of other states, and that's the state constitutional provision, which is basically uh, the second, re reads as the Second Amendment, basically, in their state constitution. And, and so it's just a, a re an affirmation of your Second Amendment at the state level. And that's it. But that doesn't necessarily help you because we have that in Washington and they're still coming after our guts. Well, it, it, it's a, it also depends, you know, it's, it's a government is a layered system and it starts, you know, you can either start at the federal level or the local level, but they're like layers of the cake and the different layers have to respect the laws that are in place. If they ignore them or, or view them in a way that that's not what's really there, then that's a problem that needs to be addressed. We've got a real problem with the Adnos analogy. Instead of calling government layers of a cake, why don't we call it layers of an onion or layers of bullshit? Because a cake is actually nice, you know, good. Okay, layers of an onion. You know, uh, you know, your local town is is one layer. Your county is the next layer, and then uh, you know maybe your your. Uh, um, then your federal state. government is your useless outer layer that's flaking and just yeah. and then, the inner layer is wet and juicy. Well, that's only that's if you live in a life. shitty state where that doesn't have preemption. That's a good point. That well, most states do have preemption, right? There's only a couple that don't. I need to get no. Preemption. Actually, there's quite a few states that don't have preemption. I have a spreadsheet that I worked on right at the end of my YouTube money, where I was still able to put together what I called my uh, PowerPoint videos. You know, I had time to actually put together videos and stuff. And uh, in prep for one of those, I had a spreadsheet made up with lots of cool stuff about each state's CCWs because I got sick of trying to source it all through places like what Dan was looking at. Um, you know, if there's some place on the Internet and they're 
needing to make money, right? They need to pay for their website. They're not just going to give you everything from every state right on one page because it lends itself to you just copying and pasting it off and leaving their website, never coming back again. They don't want you to stand on their shoulders and keep going. They want you to stay on their website and use it. So they're going to put, you know, Maine on one page and Mississippi on the next page and Massachusetts on the next page and makes you sit there for, you know, seven times as long clicking around trying to find all the information you want. So in an effort to try to, you know, do some research, I've started accumulating all that info. And one of them was their status on things like uh, on that and um, what was it? they call it like when you have to declare to the officer if you get pulled over stuff like that mm -hmm. like in the books and stuff you have to thumb through pages so yeah, I was duty to inform at, yeah i was looking to do some like infographics or something to uh mark some of that and then what's neat is once you've got that data you can go back every year and update it and then you get those cool infographics or those gifs i guess animated gifs we've all seen where the states will go through the decades and the colors will change with their CCW status. And, you know, how neat would it be to look at all different kinds of aspects of CCW or two? So are we doing Alaska right now or a different one? Alaska? Who nobody even said? Oh, wait. Okay. So we were going to go to dogs, you're saying? I'll tell you about Alaska and why I picked it. That's not a problem. Uh, for starters, what's better than a state no, that doesn't no, have... No, no, oh, no. Okay. Don't listen to Dano. Dano's rogue here. No. he's. We're going through characteristics. So... Actually, we just went to cycles, and he said it was because of, uh, what, you said it was because of constitutional carry? Constitutional carry for in-state and out-of-state, and it's state preemption. So, like the three screwed-up laws that they just passed, they only got to repeal them once. All right. Well, that's cool. Um, Dana, what was one of the reasons? What was one of the reasons you chose the state you chose not so that we're not just debating state to state like the same old oh, same old. that's all okay. let me uh, scroll down here i'm on for anybody who's wondering at home i'm on guns to carry.com oh i'm seeing that one yet and uh let me scroll down to okie homey sorry if you're getting dizzy watching me scroll down i wasn't prepared so yeah, what was the characteristic what was the criteria i guess the word i'm looking for or choosing oh. Oklahoma, or what was uh, one of it, your criteria? Well, it's it's one of the few states that I've been to. What's taken so damn long? Ohio. Just saying, it's because it has a panhandle. It has the skinniest of the panhandles, and that's attractive. Uh, it 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 um has a uh, shall issue. And, Vermont don't uh, even require oh, a permit. And, oh, you you said just one. No, you can give us one bit more because that one's weak yeah. compared to cycles, which was constitutional okay. carry. Uh, uh, and uh, open carry. All right. See, that's the thing, though. It's whatever perspective you're coming from and what you value, right? That's what it's all about. So, yes. Doug, what was one of the uh, criteria for cool. choosing Alaska? Uh, laws protecting us from getting laws uh, made against the Second Amendment. Oh, that's interesting. So we're going to be able to go around more than one. So you know, it's not like we're only going to be able to do one criteria. But um, are you talking preemption or are you talking something else? Uh, well, since you're asking, Alaska actually has it on their books as a law that local governments cannot make laws impeding the Second Amendment. They have no gun authority. Yeah, that's uh, preemption. Yeah. Um, 
and not every state has it. Um, I was that's what I was talking about in my spreadsheet. I thought it was something like nine or eleven states do have preemption, but cycle you're saying was well, it you saying it's the other way around, or are you just saying it's more like fifty fifty? No, I'm saying that uh, a lot of the New England states that were formed from commonwealths or have uh, a lot of incorporated towns do not have preemption. Right. And, and that's, that's a real pain in the ass. So you get bit by a thousand fleas, you know, it's drive you nuts. Right. And so, and that's the way I was, it was explained to me at whatever CCW class sometime is that places like uh, Vegas and Boulder city existed before Nevada was Nevada. So they already had their own laws. Nevada gets, you know, exists all of a sudden. They don't get to just say, you know, we're going to take all your laws and throw them in a wastebasket. So there's these holes in the, some of the states where something existed before it was a state yeah. or other reasons. But that's the easiest way I can think of it. So these yeah. state or these cities, excuse me, these regions, counties, whatever, get to keep their old fashioned laws. And some of them are like, you can't yeah. wash a horse in the public. And some of them are like, you can't own a gun or something. If I can expound upon preemption just for a moment as to how it's done in my state. Which so is order, but I'll allow it. Thank you. Uh, the population of the town or city that you live in, uh, the state set a requirement. I believe it was fifty thousand. So, like the city of Chicago, obviously uh, uh, has the ability to do what they want. The Cook County, which has more than fifty thousand people, has that ability. Many of the suburbs of Chicago are above fifty thousand. Uh, so we, we have, again, a, a, a ragtag or, or a minefield that you can look at it as far as trying to go from town to town if you have to go around Lake Michigan in regards to the gun laws. Like what might be in my trunk might be legal on this side of the street, but I cross the street and suddenly I can I can be a follow the law. Yes, and, and the same problem we have in Connecticut. So it's, you know, I don't know, man. My state's doing pretty well here. Everything everybody's talking about, Vermont already had. <laughs> All right. So what's criteria used for um, your choice? Originally, I kind of liked Alaska, and I, I picked Arizona, but I have never been there, so you'd correct me if I'm wrong. But the thing I liked about Alaska is most of the people there grew up with a culture of guns. Like, there's very few people, unless they move from somewhere else, that didn't have guns in their household when they were kids. So I think that's a big piece of very pro to a states is most of the people there grew up with firearms around them for their whole lives. So it's not a big thing. Interesting. Well, I think you're wrong. So let's find out. Uh, how do you say, like, how do you, what's the way to tell the internet to tell us, like, the residency? What is that called? Like, the point of the place of origin or the hell do you call it to find out you mean like how many gun owners are in a state no how many people are native native arizonans do you like aboriginal no we call them native arizonans here like in texas they'd be native texans arizona <clears throat> are native. i mean it might go there too i've never heard anybody break it down like that 
Oh, because basically we live in the South. So in the South, what we've got is people who, like you guys think, live here. But guess what? I didn't grow up here, right? I grew up somewhere where it was shitty, and I came down here because it's awesome. So, yeah, there's a ton of people that are, and then there's a ton, like a ton. That's why you guys are all like, oh, Arizona's pro-gun. Arizona has a bunch of old people from the baby boom. Those people are all going to die, and then it's going to be a bunch of, I guess, people that grew up here, and then people from California, and people like myself, right? So, I, I you know, my, Florida is another example of that, where that's a big part of the state is out of towners transfers, the retirees, because it keeps trying to mess it up with Native Americans. So, what's a better way to say it? Like, how many are? What do you call it when you move to a place? Transplants, maybe. Immigrant, yeah, which is what I said. I can't do immigrants in Arizona. <laughs> the Arizona might be a bad example, but I, I know from going to Alaska that most of my friends and family that are native that were born and raised in Alaska, none of them never they had guns in their household forever. So Arizona is probably a bad example. Well, and who knows? I mean, I, I I happen to just be, like you say, live here, and I just happen to know. And then there's a lot of people that go to school here. So, like, the school and the Air Force bases, you know, we got Davis Moth, and we got the Air Force Air Force, Air Force Force's graveyard here. So I don't know if it needs a lot of people or not, but those things, when they swell, that's a significant portion because a chunk of Arizona, like a significant chunk of Arizona is Indian Reservation and forests and things like that. Like the Grand Canyon is a big chunk you can see from space. So... There's just only certain places that people could even live in Arizona. Well, the students that are there can, can only vote from the states they, can't, they came from because they're not, they don't live there long enough to establish residency. And it depends. We got graduate schools, so sometimes they do. I did when I was just going to school. Uh, that's more about just general crap. Anyway, so go ahead. I was saying that that could that voting thing for students can vary from state to state because I know we got a bond pass because we have a college right near our school district and we got all the kids over there to vote for the bond and most of them didn't live there for more than a year. So that would vary from state to state. Okay, so messed up voting laws in that they didn't have to establish residency to vote. Yeah. Well the, the kids that were there for more than a year have. You only have to be here six months to be resident. What are you talking about? Hmm. Uh, that varies from state to state. Yeah. Well, see, yeah. that's the thing then, for sure. So, I mean, um, states, it's 30 days. I think it's like 60 or six months in one day, usually. Like, as long as you're in one place a day longer than half the year, boom, you're a resident of that place. Um, that's how I thought it was. I don't know. I haven't moved. Uh, it says here that between 1900 and 2012, so 112 year span. 31 to 43% of Arizona residents were natives. The rest were south Southerners and Midwesterners. And it depends on the time frame. So only a third to a 40% of Arizona in the last 120 years have been born here. Everybody else, because there's not that many people here to start with. So they got pounded on from the beginning. So my question to you, G, is if there's a, the hearty mix of Southerners and Midwesterners, did those folks grow up with firearms as well? Well, not Midwesterners. I don't know about Southerners. You have to ask Ellis. He represents all Southerners. 
if, if I if I may be so bold, I think what Woods was trying to potentially get at here, and correct me, Woods, if I'm misrepresenting what your argument is, but I think you're saying it's a good idea to move to a state that has an established gun culture. Yes. That's true. That's why I picked Utah. So we're going to go to mine, but that's not <clears throat> my criteria. Oh, look it. Snob jumped in here. So we've been picking our state. What's your state? Where's Kansas. Kansas. Kansas? That's right. the state yeah. you pick is the best gun state? Yeah, you heard us right. It's the yeah. best state for Second Amendment. Okay. Yeah, Kansas is pretty good. necessarily the one you live in. Yeah. No, I live in he Oklahoma. Live in he lives under it. He's sub-Kansas. I live 25 miles from Kansas. So what's the criteria that you use for this? Somewhat radical. Some would say extreme position you've taken. <laughs> well, in the past few years, Kansas has gained quite a bit of Second Amendment rights, basically, is constitutional carry. They've got a lot of other good laws on the books, some that don't mean anything, but, you know, like they're, you know, screw the ATF laws, but that don't really work. Yeah, there is a st dead horse is saying, what if you set up a target in California and shoot it from Nevada with a 50? Is there a law about shooting across state lines? I believe there is. Um, in front sight, there's the mile-long target. The backstop is at the border of California, they say. So if you yeah. overshoot the mile target at, at front sight, you hit California's. Uh, it's like a basically big desert out there, I guess, uh, some kind of forest. Yeah. All right. Well, that's cool. Like, uh, aren't they constitutional carry? Am I crazy? I think in uh, Missouri, Kansas. Yeah, Kansas and Missouri is constitutional carry. Just not yeah. us. Their governor sucks. Well, you got a panhandle. You're going to have to deal with that. Maybe cut it off. I don't know. Grow up. Not <laughs> anymore. So uh, I'm going to say one of my criterias was, hmm, I got a couple of criteria, so I don't know if one is going to outweigh the other. So I'm going to start with, um, I got to start with the people, because that's the one I keep thinking of. So uh, I guess that's similar to what you guys are saying with the culture, but this is, those are just people that, I don't know, I guess I, I'm assuming that uh, the people in Utah stay in Utah. But I, I get that percep perce perception, I guess, from chatting with people and stuff, that they seem to be more uh, multi-generation there. Uh, but whatever it is, uh, with the Mormon influence and just the remoteness of Utah, and, you know, there's some places that are remote that no one is going to really, I mean, it's your land and it's your land, but if somebody tells you to get lost, you're going to be like, okay, I'll find some other land. Utah is incredibly awesome. Like, I could see why people would want to say, oh, no, you're not taking Utah. I mean, there's got to be other places in the countries that are that awesome, but it is pretty awesome. So I'm going to say just, I guess, the culture, but I'm going to say more the people. Uh, I don't see anybody coming in and duping Utah into a ballot initiative. So, you know, they've got pretty decent gun laws. I just do not see them getting any string, more stringent or many worse in Utah. Um, want to go around again? So cycle, you have any other criteria that you want to share? 
Well, I'll, I'll just say that Alaska, if you look up Alaska and you look up a uh, gun, uh, you look up, uh, uh, like preemption laws in Alaska, one of the things that comes up is a thing that said that Alaska was one of the first states to model its laws after Vermont. So uh, I'm just saying, you know, Mrs. Vermont was there first, you know. No, I but I will admit the last the, the three laws that just got passed this last uh, cycle are really bad. But that you know that's because Soros was out there and they're throwing all his fucking money around, and because Vermont is a preemption state. When they finally challenge that shit, they've only got to change it once. Well, I like to hear that. And here's the thing. It's totally unfair of us internet warriors to, you know, keyboard commandos. Uh, I don't want to use that one because that's stupid. I wanted to try a different one. So it, we're keyboard advisors. But anyway, so for us to suggest that because they got these last three, everything they ever done is bad. Because that right. is a pretty stellar reputation of never having a gun law. On the other hand, we're probably looking at it, the history with rose-colored glasses because they don't have any permanent gun laws. They may have had some scars and some scratches, and what it really means is that getting back to the whole thing, culture or people, right? Uh, they've got value for Second Amendment there, and they have, they've been vigilant. They have not let somebody come along and casually drop some infringements on them and walk away. They've stood resilient to that shit. And somehow they've kept their shit together, maybe because there's so few people or maybe because they're so similar. I don't know. I've never been there. Or if I have, I've just driven through it. Um, I don't know what it is, but it's certainly worth giving them credit for. But anyway, I think that kind of circles back to the people, right? The people are the ones that have kept it that way for a long time. Yeah. Hopefully they'll re repel this shit then, it sounds like you're saying. But but the, the, the three ones that just passed... Those are the most obsequious, uh, what do you call it, uh, laws around there. But still, constitutional carry, no permits, no restrictions on what you can own except for the bump stocks and the magazines. Um, you know, that, not, and, and their magazine restriction is 15 rounds. So that's, that's not that horrible either. Um, the really sad thing is when you talk about you know, history and indigenous people and indigent people and all that, not indigent, in, indigenous people and all that. What a shame that Massachusetts and Connecticut, who were the fathers of the revolution, for God's sake, and they have some of the worst gun laws ever. What the hell happened? They would tell you they've evolved beyond that. It's no, like I, I think it probably has something to do with the dope smoking lost. <laughs> it's like on the statewide scale, the same thing that I've experienced in, in I've heard people say the same experience. Like a gun range will be on the outskirts of town, maybe even up a little bit into the foothills, and then uh, you know the city expands and the the fancy houses get up in that area, and then it's noisy. And they're like, hey, what do you, you got to get rid of this thing? It's noisy and it's hurting the environment, blah, 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 blah. Except on a national level, right? Like, or I mean, a state level. Like, you know, oh, we're, well, we're here now. And what you used to do was one thing, but now you can go do that somewhere else, right? Like, well, let's just change a couple of these laws and you can do your guns somewhere else. You can have that hobby in another state. Yeah, they slip that zoning stuff in there. I mean, was Vermont ever, is it even big enough to have its own gun laws? I mean, it's like the size of our panhandle. 
It's true. It's little, but bigger than New Hampshire. Bigger than is it bigger than Connecticut? Yes. Bigger than Massachusetts. What's that thing? What is that one? What's on the other side of Rhode Island? Oh, this one. Ocean? No. There's looks like there's some other state here. There's New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Connecticut. Or is that supposed to be Rhode Island? I don't know. They probably can't draw everything. Rhode Island's really tiny. It's off to the right. Delaware. Oh, Massachusetts is just in a shape like that. I'm thinking it's two. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, anyway. Um, Dano, got a second criteria? Uh, yes. Uh, and that's uh, it's something that we recently lost here in Illinois about a year and a half ago. And that's private sales, the right for private sales to actually be private. Yeah, that's critical. I can, I, there's no possible way I could live under that tyranny. Like, never. Yeah. We have to uh, call the state police, give them the name of the person. Well, first of all, my name if I'm the seller, and then the name and then the FOID card number of the person attempting to buy it. And then they tell me whether it's an authorized sale that that person has a valid FOID card. And then I, know it's trendy. I know it's hip and trendy, but that's fucking Nazi right there. Oh, yeah. That's probably one of the worst gun laws you could have. Thank uh, you. Registration is one of the worst. We I have to do all the So, wait, Dano, did you say when you do a private person-to-person -person sale that it, you do it through a website or through the state police, you don't have to take it to an FFL? Uh, I, I have to, yeah, correct. I have to, uh, do it through the, uh, state police. But you don't have to physically go to the FFL. They don't have to be involved. Um, I don't believe so. No. Okay. Well, that's one step better than, uh, Washington. No. Oregon. But, but all, all that information is just kept differently, but, and it's kept. Yeah. So Connecticut's a, a similar way. If when we sell a gun, we have to go through a NICS check, mm -hmm. but as a private individual, you can make the phone call and do the NICS check. Right. You don't have to take it to the state, and you don't have to take it to uh, FFL. The, no, no, you're not doing a NICS check. Nobody can call NICS except for an FFL. Right. Well, I, I yeah, the, the our so state has its own state, state thing. Yeah. Now, That's if scary they, issue. convenience is, you know, death. So. Uh, and they make it easy for you, or they're doing something in addition, like Dano said, that's way worse. Like, NICS, by law, is supposed to throw their information away, the FBI data center. They're supposed to throw that information away every 24 hours. And that, that cumbersome, clunky, mostly paper system is why they made the 1976 Privacy Act, from what I understand, and why we uh, have the Gun Owners Protection Act, all the good stuff from 1986, so that bureaucracy can't happen easily so uh you know it's important i think for the for the system to be bogged down with all that shit yeah we have to have background checks just to get our FOID card so that's why it's we have to call to get uh validation that this person who's buying it has a valid FOID card and not just one that i'm holding in my hand but it's actually not been rescinded or voided out electronically yeah, but again, they're recording all that, and it's basically oh, yes. a registry. They know every gun. Oh, yeah. yeah. Worse than a registry, it's like give, having the registry at Google or Yahoo, or not Yahoo, they fail. Yeah. 
go Google or Amazon, somebody who's like actually tracking everything you're doing. What's worse about that is they're not just going to be able to determine there's 600 Rugers out there, or 1,000 Glocks or 7,000 1911s or whatever it might be, but and not just who might own them right now, but pretty much who does own them right now. And what's worse, once they put the Algor's rhythms into all that, they can say Woods is about to be buying a Ruger. Snob looks like, you know, in his... Uh, you know, logarithms. There's, uh, he's he's got a uh, Smith and Wesson in his future. You know, right. so they're going to be able to determine maybe not specifically this guy or that guy, but they'll certainly be able to tell as a group that you know this many handguns are going to be purchased this next year, this many whatever. Yeah, that, that that's scary. Yeah. It's definitely more granular information because in in my state they've they've had for many many decades the ability to to ID by address current address. Uh, gun owners, name, address, and everything about you, but they didn't necessarily know what you had. This mm -hmm. is the back door into finding out not only that you are authorized to purchase, but also what do you got? I'm worried about that guy. I don't know him, but it seems like he's mowing his yard in a diagonal, and that's weird to me, so i just like to let you know. Okay, that's the third phone call we've gotten about this guy, and according to the Al Gore's rhythm, he's also got seven firearms potentially. Let's make a police visit to his house like let's make sure that he has those guns taken away so that he can be under observation for 24 hours that's an arsenal oh can you imagine he's probably an unlicensed seller he's just buying and selling those things to other private individuals yeah he probably has more than four or five boxes of shells hanging around i mean who the hell needs that no what is that 400 deers come on <clears throat> yeah that's 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 poaching so yeah this i'm glad we got rid of that guy all right, so where were we at? That was Dano. Dog, yep. you got another criteria? That was positive for yep. Oklahoma. No, uh, no restrictions beyond the federal when it comes to how many guns I can buy, what guns I can buy, and what ammo I can have. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good one, too. I don't think I can go back to a state that wouldn't. I mean, even if I don't want the stuff, I don't want to have a state that thinks it knows better than me. That's pretty much my thought on the matter. Or how often you can buy a gun. Yeah, if I, if I feel like buying three pistols today and then tomorrow I walk into the shop and I see a shotgun I want or a rifle I want, I want to be able to buy it. If I have the money, I want it. I don't want to have to wait. When somebody dies, you know, and they're having an estate sale and there's an opportunity to invest in six things that are going to go up in value and because you know the family, you can get them at a, a deal. They can you know, basically give you some equity by, mm -hmm. you know, giving to me at a good price and every, you know, it's all up and up. Yeah. Yeah. Screw them. Tell me I can't buy six or oh, that. That's a good point. I completely forgot about like estate sales. Cause yeah, that's, a, you're right. That's a great opportunity. Actually, actually though, actually though, if you buy them from a dealer and you submit a 4473, it's the feds that worry about you buying more than five guns a month. Well, as well as the Southern States, well, we're talking about this potential state law that might say one a month, like California, right? Yeah, because that's oh, yeah. right. Oh, like, Cal Cal California, I had to literally break up my purchases, both handgun and long gun, up so that I, I had to buy them each one of 30 days apart. I'm not going to make people raise their hands, but with the people that are in the chat and in the room right now, there's at least four people that have gotten visits from ATF for purchasing more than like six at a time, let's say. 
So like Dan was saying, that's an automatic thing that they'll be aware of. Yep. Yeah, but Black Friday sales, you know, a lot of times you can get buy one, get one free and stuff. So there's two guns right there a lot of times. Yep. Yeah, exactly. What if something goes on sale and you're just like, well, I'm going to buy three of these because over the next five years, I want my sons to have them or my daughters. Oh, yeah. Or what if you go to buy AR lowers, you know, like because if I go to buy an AR lower, I usually drive 50 miles to go get them at a better price or 60. So I may buy five when I go buy them. Yeah, I've, there was there was a point where I bought 15 lowers, so I completely feel you on that. All right, who are we up to? Woods? Um, I'm going to go with states that don't have a direct ballot initiative because some of the really bad gun laws in Washington have come from a direct ballot initiative. And sometimes we have we have legislatures for a reason. And when just a bunch of rich people want to get something put on a ballot and they get enough fucking signatures, and then they get the state Supreme Court to let it on there even though it was super fucking shady, that's not okay. Good point. I think all states have something like a ballot initiative, though. Some have an indirect one where it at least has to go to a legislature and then they decide to put it on the ballot, but some have just a direct where it just goes right on oh. the ballot. Okay, that's interesting. Okay. Okay, I understand. All right, so, um, snap. Um, the ability to still buy guns at gun shows because I know some states you can't even have a gun show. Yeah. Well, with that going into the private sale part, now, what states can't you have a gun show? Well, I think that I meant like the private shows. That's what I was talking about. Private sale, yeah. More of that. Well, you know, I don't think they'll ever ban them. They'll just make it so financially unattractive to hold one. that they'll... No, they're banning them. They're actively banning the locations that they can hold them at in California. Yeah, there's well, a lot of cities yep. banning gun shows now. You know, I'm and I should check this be because they're not allowed in the city of Chicago. Exactly. And there's places where you can't have gun shops. I'm assuming if they can't have gun yeah. shops, they can also you know, push out gun shows. Well, well, kind of another one on that line is just the ability to buy guns in the state. You know, where I live, you know, every town has a couple gun shops. Yeah, there are parts of California where... Although you're cramming two criteria in, that is another good one. <laughs> yeah, I so say there's parts of California where we have gun shops disappearing because uh, they can't the, the area is no longer zoned for a gun shop. So after that owner passes away or decides they don't want to go in business, they can't even sell the business. It's non-transferable. Right. In order to, what's going on with my throat? In order to be, you know, in the community of firearms enthusiasts, pretty much, you know, it's not necessary, but it's a handy uh, addition to have some firearms around and then some ammo and laws to be able to shoot them so they definitely can put a chokehold on us as a segment of the population by basically like you're saying all these different methods making it so that we can't access or get together and talk about our stuff or, or purchase our stuff all right i killed is it me next i'm going to say space to shoot Utah and Arizona, Nevada, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming, 
I don't know about Nebraska and Kansas. It seems like there'd be places to shoot there, but it's going to be kind of boring because it's flat, but it's also a lot of private land, so I don't think you get to just shoot anywhere you see you can shoot. On the other hand, Utah, Arizona, Nevada, Wyoming, and Montana, South Dakota, North Dakota, that's why we have national forests and parks and stuff. So unfortunately, that's something I can't share other than with a camera for the rest of y'all suckers who live on the other side of that Mississippi. But uh, yeah, none of my, well, none of my choices would ever be back there, I don't think. Yeah. And uh, the one big piece is not just the loss, but then the ability to, and the, and the whatever, the resource to be able to go somewhere out in the middle of nowhere and do something like what Nut and Fancy does or what, I don't know, whatever anybody wants to do. You can just, you know, there's room to do it. Uh, do we want to go around I again? I see that made a big pause. Uh, there was, uh, I, I got something, is uh, uh, states that do not add on mandatory gun-free zones to what's federally required already. Oh, I didn't even know about that. Yep. So, yeah, I don't think we've ever, at least I've never heard somebody talk about that specifically. So, in other words, like the prisons, airports, uh, nuclear power plants, Gizzard, and other places, courthouses, those post are all office. federal post office things. Those are all like federally dictated. You can't carry a gun even with a permit, no matter what, because the federal says it. You're saying that there's states that'll then say also, like hospitals and concerts and bars and shit. Yeah, I forgot. Not just that. not no. just states, local municipalities like cities. Yeah, true. The ones and that's that where you get to. I was talking over you there. What? I was going to say the ones that have the the power to preempt state law, like Chicago again. They can do what exactly. they want. That's what I was saying too. Yeah, exactly. All right, we don't have to go round and round again. Has anybody else got any other criteria that are worth throwing in there to make a state the best for 2A? No, nah, most of my stuff would have been repeats what you guys already said in regards to gun culture and stuff. Same here. So I, I got something I dislike about some states is where if a private business or something has the uh, basically the no gun signs and that carries the weight of law and you can actually be arrested for carrying them there. No, that's a good point. That's true in my in my state. Well, I guess I don't know what you're saying. We we there's all right. You mean in other words the police would actually come out and arrest you for it. Yes. Well that's what happens in my state. If a, if a private business puts up one of those signs and I go in there and carry anyway, they can call the police and I can end up with a maximum of one year in jail and a $10,000 fine. Yeah, there's consequence. Everybody blows it off in other states, I think, but there's always some consequence to ignoring or right. violating a sign. Some places it's just a, like a traffic citation. It's not an actual misdemeanor. Well, that's true, I guess. But you're still going to get potentially arrested, is I guess what I'm saying. They could still come and take you off the premises. In my... They can come take you and basically they trespass you with saying if you come back you'll be arrested yeah and, and what it boils down to in nevada unless it's a very specific sign we can ignore it but you have to leave if you're uh, requested to 
Um, and if you refuse to leave, then yeah, then they're going to arrest you. But if you refuse to leave, then that's kind of on you. Yeah, exactly. Now you're going beyond just being a gun owner. Now you're being a dick. Anybody else want to throw anything else in there? Otherwise, we're going to start doing some work. Uh, I will throw one more thing in there. It, this isn't directly related to guns, but it falls under the same category. I also pay attention to knife laws. And so if a, a state has really obscene knife laws, then that's also a big turnoff for me. Oh, that's true. I've loved, lived in Arizona where we don't, I don't think there's any law on knives anymore. So yeah, that would, that would be annoying. That is a good point because even in Oklahoma up until just a few years ago, we had all sorts of crazy knife laws that they finally kind of got most of them reversed. But, you know, even we're pretty free. Crap. I think one of the girls was talking about it on Gun Gals one week, right? That, you know, it's like, oh, I didn't realize that wasn't good to go. Like, I got to leave that at home now. And for yeah, what, a, little, a stupid pocket knife? You're talking about the little plastic, well, yeah, that, and those little plastic, like, fake brass knuckle things. Oh, yeah, the keychain ones? Uh-huh. in Texas. Well, those paperweight keychains that they have? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Vermont does good with the knives, too. It's, I, I was lucky in my situation, but I, I was in a state where I didn't realize knife laws changed per county. Oh, no. Yeah, that was a. I had a very cool incident. They just informed me and everything was good, but it could have been a nasty situation. Uh, had I had somebody who really wanted to run me up the flagpole. So, uh, yesterday keeps saying, Palme keeps saying, how many states offer a lifetime concealed carry permit? Um, oh, just one way. It says that 11 states have concealed carry. Uh, there's a couple more because it should be 14. That's an old number. It's like 14, and a couple of them are weird. Like uh, in Montana, it's constitutional, I think, if you're a resident or something, right? So um, then they just have reciprocity with everybody else. But anyway, um, I don't know if I've seen something on a list on which states have a oh, – how much is I don't think I've seen one that shows like a list of the states. That thing you were looking at, Dan, I seem to have all the states on one page. That oh, website you're that. looking at. I didn't bookmark it. No worries. Did it? Well, you know how you are. If you're on Chrome, you can click these three little dots at the top right. I don't know if you can see them because they're so high up in the top right. But these three dots. Here's Professor Puppy. Uh, these three dots up here. You can go to history, and it'll show you the stuff that you've been looking at recently. Okay. That's adorable. What state did you want me to look up? Um, did you talk about Professor Puppy? Yes, uh, she's adorable. I was just wondering if one of the things that they track there is a lifetime CCW permit, like the option for a lifetime. Like I know Indiana has a lifetime. You just pay a couple of, what, 100 bucks or something, and you got a lifetime. You don't have to ever go back and get your CCW. Um, There's two more there. It's just the cost carry and reciprocity with well constitutional carry is better Nation yeah Vermont you just need a birth certificate right all you have to do is be a legal person and you're good to go yeah but but, but 
reciprocity. You can't go to Arizona as a Vermont resident and just, well, you can go to Arizona. It's a bad example. You can't go to a state without constitutional carry and go just go, well, in my state, I don't need a, a, a permit. They're going to say, well, show me your permit. Problem is Vermont doesn't issue a permit. So they can, a lot of times the state will say, oh, your state doesn't offer a permit. Let me see your driver's license from the state that doesn't offer a permit. That'll confirm that you are in a state that has constitutional carry. Therefore, you can use your constitutional carry rights here. But bleh, you know what I mean? That's the bad part. So if, if it was like constitutional carry and if you want to pay $35 to cover the cost of production, we'll give you a little card that says, leave us alone. I'm from Vermont. Keep That's what New Hampshire does. Okay, so that I could see as a better alternative or something. Yeah, New Hampshire will issue you a permit expressly for the the purpose of showing that you're permitted in other states. Okay, and that's kind of what I'm talking about. So, but the thing is, you know, in Indiana, the hundred something dollars for a um, lifetime. Well, you got to pay hundred something dollars in Vermont. You pay thirty five dollars, and that's going to last for your whole life because you're you know, as long as you live there, right? And it well, shouldn't have to pay $35 for that even. Had we got our Constitution, everybody thought it was going to because it passed the House and the Senate in Oklahoma, but the governor vetoed it. But I would have, anyways, just because of reciprocity. I mean, every five years, but still. Anybody else want to throw another criteria out there? Otherwise, we're going to get roll up our sleeves and get some work done here. Yeah, Vermont, you don't have to tell a cop if you're carrying. Yeah, I do not understand the, the declaration. That's That seems like stupid paranoia. And by leaving those things there, like, oh, they don't hurt anybody, or, oh, they're probably safe. Like, that's just perpetual. Well, I think it artificially escalates. That's yeah, the whole exactly. problem is, is you, you tell the cop you're carrying and the next thing you know, that bastard's on high alert. Or you say it the wrong way. I got a gun. What? And he understands it the wrong yeah, way. He what? takes it as a threat. Yeah. He don't say what. He just reaches. Yeah. At that point well, time. Well, and then it creates the perception. The, it, 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 can't think of the fucking word. It continues the perception that guns are so bad that you have to immediately tell someone of authority when they're even in the presence of them. Right, like, you're demonizing the guns. Yeah, and the old gun owner. Like, I'm such a bad guy that I'm telling you right up front I'm bad. It's like, oh, I'm a parolee or whatever. Don't they have to declare? Uh, if they're on parole, yes, in some states. Yeah, so it's basically like saying, oh, I'm sorry, I'm doing something bad over here, officer, but please yeah. don't shoot me. I mean, that whole uh, well, you know, having to declare scared me so much. That's what got me in the habit of keeping my IDs around my neck. So I don't even have to take my hands to my hip because I was in a state for so long where that was the the fear. Of See, I, I take it one step further and I just wear my guns around my neck <laughs> on a chain with the trigger guard. And then I <laughs> right away I got guns. And another one I like about Vermont is you can you can carry where you're drinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can drink. It's not. It's not. A, it's kind of like driving. It's. It's not illegal to drink and drive. It's illegal to drive drunk. Right. And it's the same thing in Vermont. It's not illegal to carry a gun while you're in a bar. It's illegal to be drunk and carry a gun, which makes perfect sense. Yeah. Oh yeah, There's a couple of states like that where you can be drinking but not drunk. Yeah, Connecticut's like that too. Believe it or not. And that's ideal, and that's another reason why Vermont. 
you know, we should all be given from on a standing ovation because there's definitely people been getting into bar fights and definitely, you know, all kinds of disagreements in that state when people are inebriated and, you know, none of the blood on the streets. So we, I mean, it's a, yeah, it's why the CDC should be studying stuff like that, or the CDC should be studying stuff like that and not, you know, the, kind of the BS stuff. But anyway, but I, 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 I will, do, I will admit that as of 2018, I would have to go with dog and say, yep, Alaska, you beat us. And here's the thing, like I added being able to shoot there. Come on. How the hell do you get to Alaska? You got to be independently wealthy to go back and forth. And if you're living up there, you might as well say goodbye. You know, you're not, you're living with Alaskans then you're not hanging out. Yeah. That's pretty much why I didn't move there. I do have something uh, before we change subjects, so let me know when you're ready. Well, yeah, I think we're going to end the show with this because now that I'm looking oh, at okay. it, we going for an hour. Uh, I found something very interesting in regards to history uh, on, on the same website, It's and it's about uh, carry. But uh, until 1813, open carry and concealed carry of, of a firearm for self-defense – what the hell happened to my mouse – uh, was accepted by all states. This changed in 1813 when Louisiana and Kentucky banned concealed carry on the grounds that only a criminal would conceal a firearm. F five more states, Alabama, Indiana, Ohio, Tennessee, and Virginia, enacted similar concealed carry bans by 1859. This was followed by Florida, Oklahoma, and Texas by 1900. Instead of an outright ban on firearms, most states had opted to enact concealed carry laws by 1950. The trend towards more liberal firearm laws started in the late 1990s. Um, and then, of course, it says browse through the history map above to show a more dramatic progression from no issue or may issue. So anyway, I just wanted to I thought that was interesting. Um, I'm yeah, glad you mentioned that. So if you think about that, <clears throat> from 1813, open carry and concealed carry firearms for self-defense, whatever, it doesn't matter, for concealed carry firearms was accepted by all states. So yep. from 1776 or something to 1813, what do we got, 40-something years, 1770s to, no, it's 40-something yeah, years. Yeah, 40 years, yeah. So a lifetime, a generation. You know, no problem. Guns are fine. Also, back then, let's talk about what guns are. Flintlocks, you know, percussion caps, whatever. This changed in 1813. Are guns guns yet? No. Uh, when Louisiana and Kentucky banned concealed carry, we don't even have cartridges yet, right? So we're just still talking about pretty crude, primitive stuff. Louisiana, a bunch of crazy influenced by the French, probably metric derringers down there. Kentucky, bourbon, enough said. So Kentucky, uh, Kentucky and Louisiana do this infringements, right? Listen yeah, to what you, know, you can still open carry whatever you wanted. All right, but I'm just saying, like, I'm just trying to put this into perspective. This is one generation after they start there. These laws start one generation after the founding of the country. Uh, so, you know, it's not like six generations went by. One generation, five more states, blah, 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 followed by, by 1900. <clears throat> so it took another generation it took an entire generation. So somebody grew up, guns are good to go. Oh, wait, two states out of this starting, you know, this country uh, banned uh, concealed carry. <clears throat> By the time they died, barely a few other states had enacted it, right? Now we're in uh, 1900, 
and now we're looking at 1950, almost a whole nother generation, right? Before all the states are that way. 1950, 1990s, we're already seeing a reversal of it. So we had like two or three generations of trend, and now we've had one generation and reversed most of that. In fact, all of it. Every state has CCW since 1990. So, you know, we had one generation reverse three generations of creep. I'm just, I just, I'm glad you brought that up because that's the kind of stuff I'm trying to put my head around when people sit around wanting to be mopey and we're in echo chambers. So when somebody wants to sit around and be mopey, I think that's dangerous because then you get a bunch of people going, yeah, it is all lost. You know, we have never won anything. Yeah, yeah. Let's keep our heads out our asses. It's three generations worth of creep we reversed in one. And, you know, do you stop or do you then realize you've got some momentum and keep going, right? So I'm glad you brought that up. Good. Yeah. All right. So that was pretty much an hour. And hopefully that was another, uh, you know, kind of doing the shows different ways here. I'm going to be playing with the schedule uh, tomorrow. I guess we'll dig in to do the work you guys were too lazy to do today. And we'll uh, schedule out my show because I'm too lazy to do it. So we'll schedule out the topics for the shows coming up. We used to do that back in the day. We're going to do it again. And, uh, you know, basically, uh, Give us some stuff to talk about over the next couple of weeks. And we should talk about a gun shop. So today, I guess we'll still do that real quick. It's one of the reasons we do the show on a daily basis, so we can talk about a gun shop every day. And today it's going to be one called Fox Valley Range. Dano has not yet been here? Nope. So they opened, uh, grand open on September 29th. I actually visited it a little before that. I was, you know, they were still fairly brand new. Uh, but they had been open for a few days already, at least by the time I got there, maybe even weeks. Now, is that McLean okay. Avenue on the, the west side? What? That's not, that, is that a, that's on the west side of Elgin, is it? Your previous uh, picture would have the address. Here, Elgin. Oh, oh it is McLean Boulevard. Yeah. Huh. It's across the street from some tactical place, and there's a Walmart nearby and some kind of a road over here. I lived you. about a half mile from there. Oh, snap. Um, really nice place. Super big. I think we might have talked about it now that I'm thinking about it. I was just trying mm -hmm. to grab one today, and I looked on Instagram. But you can kind of get an idea from this view. It's a big kind of L-shaped, I guess. So uh, kind of comes in in this way. Uh, the displays. Now, this isn't by law in Illinois, but because they got that, we talked about earlier, you got to have a... Uh, firearms owners identification card, FOID, and yep. uh, to even touch a gun in, in Illinois. Right. However, as an Arizonan, I can just be like, hey, let me look at all your guns and they'll look, let me look at them. So that's super annoying. So most gun shops, I guess, either this place is new, so they must assume that there's going to be a bunch of people that are Illinois residents coming in. So they're not just going to let them look at guns. Great, but at least they put them up in your face. So instead of being on underneath your knees, where you got to bend over, can you imagine a lady coming in and being in some you know, a typical gun shop where the guns are down in the brown part of these displays? Yeah, you know, they're gonna like bend over in front of everybody or squat. Yeah. Back. Just doesn't make any sense. So at this kind of shop, you can see 360. It's glass everywhere. Uh, you can see the guns, and because they put so many in the case, you really get to compare them with your eyes visually. So I don't know if it's intentional or not. I've never talked to anybody about you know the strategy behind these displays, but 
they seem pretty interesting. And I've seen a couple of shops now that do it. I don't think it's all by law because it's been in different states. So I think it might just be a new trend in getting the guns up in front of your face without getting stolen, but getting them up in front of your face in a way that lets you see 360, which I honestly think is a better experience for checking out a bunch of guns. If you have a lot of guns, otherwise the only cases you would have are, are around the periphery. If you have more than that that you want to display, you've got to have those out in the open area. I, I love that. that. That's the coolest layout of a gun shop I think I've seen in a long time. Oh, no. I mean, it's super nice, but I've seen better layouts, trust me. The way they do that, it almost looks more like a museum than a gun shop. Kind of does, huh? Or like a jewelry store, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, going to the mall, those jewelry stores. Like, going to K's. Going to guns. Oh, we went to Fox Valley. So they got some mounts on the wall, a bunch of deers and an antelope. So where did you where did you go to the zoo? Where do you get an antelope in Illinois? Nowhere. Yeah. So I don't know. They got to start somewhere, I guess. Uh, the rifles are similarly in glass cases. So for me, as much as I like this, I think it's cool. I also hate it because I want to feel like I can just look at any gun I want. This makes it, me feel like I'm wasting their time if I don't buy a gun because they're going to have to walk over here with keys and go through all this process. I don't know. I think that if they're going to do it like this, they should station a dude out here or a chick. It could be a, a nice young lady who has a set of keys and they're basically super attentive to like as soon as somebody even glances, they're opening that case for them. Because I really think this doesn't lend itself to anybody you got to like walk over here and go, hey, can I look at a gun way the fuck over here? You know, that well, doesn't... when you were taking pictures, you were, weren't you? Were you the only one in the store at that time? Oh, no, I'm pretty good. I, uh, there was probably six other people in there. I'm just, I try not to get other people in the pictures because I, okay, so they just didn't have employees around. No, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I guess you're right. I was only in there for five minutes. Maybe they do have an employee. I'm just saying in general. Well, I would say this I, this would be standoffish to me. I'd want to also have an employee station there so that. Well, Jimmy, you make a good point. Like an island station, something where they could have a table layout for you to go over to. Oh, would snap. be a good idea. That's a great idea. Yeah, just like in the center here. And then yep. that person stays there all the time. And then we can bring six guns out and put them right here for you. So you don't have to hold them. Exactly. Yeah. That would be great. As well as, you know, like uh, common accessories. Uh, you know, you know, here's some common holsters oh, that they actually feel that aren't in the packaging. You know, like a drop-down bed or like a shelf. They could have like a shelf that drops down or pops up on the edge of each one of these easily enough. And then yes. be like, oh, you want to see three of them? Flip. Here they are. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of times accessories, you have to buy them to even see, see how they feel. Mm -hmm. Like accessories, a lot of times you have to buy the item just to see how it feels. Like a holster is an example. Oh, well, a holster, I was thinking optics, but a lot of stores are figuring out that if they just you set want up. To know, well, what, what's the red dot look like? Well, have a demo one out there. Right, exactly. All right, so it's also a shooting range. I didn't really, I don't bug them to go in to look at their shooting ranges because sometimes they have issues with that. So it's just more of a pain in the ass. They happen to have a window, so we kind of looked in there. But it's divided up into like three different areas. Which is kind of cool. I think uh, as I see more of the new ones, they're doing that. You know, back in the day, they were just happy to have shooting ranges, so they put a whole slew of them together. I've seen indoors even. I've seen twenty altogether. 
you know, in one big room, <clears throat> which is super awesome when you're going to do like an indoor match or something that gives you plenty of room for it and people to stand around and everything. But uh, having multiple kind of segmented uh, shooting bays, I guess, would be, uh, you know, and then you can have a class going and they don't have to stop. And, you know, it just makes it more modular, I think. I think it's a better thing to have a couple of bays. Uh, they had big classrooms in here, too, somewhere. A lot of accessories. And I think we did talk about because I talked about the floor. The floor is freaking amazing. I don't know if you can tell from these pictures because I'm not that good at really paying attention to the floor, but it was some sort of a skim over a concrete floor that made it seem like they had this massive single slice of marble. It's really, really neat. And it was super smooth. It probably is not super cool when it's snowing <laughs> or raining up there because <clears throat> then you probably die. But it was certainly interesting to look at and walk around on. Because there's no seams anywhere. It's just a, some kind of a weird paint or skim that they put on the concrete. All right. So that's our shooting, our gun shop, I guess, shooting range today. Uh, if you got any suggestions for them, you can always drop them at uh, my still screen share. No, I just turned off. At the gun show loophole is the website for the tour, or, or just put them on Instagram and tag it and let us know. All right. Oh, okay, so you got some ideas in there. Thanks. So um, with that, uh, anybody got anything going on this week? Snob, you're doing a show on Saturday? Um, I may not have mine this Saturday. I may try to do it on Sunday or something. I got something going this Saturday. Right on. Um, Woods, anything coming up? No, just the regular teaching stuff. Graham was saying they're not allowed to hand out candy, or did he also say they can't even put Halloween stuff up in the room? Is it like that? You live in totalitarian We're place? We're having a harvest party because you can't say Halloween because people will be offended and stuff because it's ridiculous. Let's be honest. That's just dumb. I That's thought it was the ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. Oh, I can understand it. If you're religious, I could see why you wouldn't want to see a Halloween okay. stuff. Okay. Then you don't put up decorations you and you and you don't answer the door. Okay, problem solved. Right. Or like when I was a kid, they would be like, there would be a couple of kids who were like, oh, we're not allowed to participate. Yeah. I mean, there's always been people that ha that didn't like certain holidays for religious reasons, and that's always been fine. They just didn't participate. And they didn't say, now you have to not participate. Yeah. Now the other 95% of the population can't even mention the word Halloween or can't mention the word Christmas. So now we're going to do the same thing as we started the show with, except the best state for Halloween decorations and candy. <laughs> Maybe we'll do that next. So, uh, dog still selling the book. Got any, uh, yeah, we're, uh, interviews or any kind of shows coming up that you're guest on? So right now, if you guys go over to uh, check out the channel, Muscle Dog Mafia, um, we are doing at least one video a day. And we're still have our Instagram contest going on. So every time we hit 100 new subscribers, and I think we're like 12 subscribers away right now, uh, we go on to Instagram. We look at all the people who've been using the hashtag Muscle Dog Mafia, taking pictures of their puppies. We pick a winner, and I send you free dog gear. Very cool. That's a cool way to do it, too, because the subscribers are a subscriber, but somebody who's using your hashtag is, like, paying attention and participating. That's a cool, like criteria yep uh dano thanks for jumping in yep mr nine millimeter is gonna be leaving the house lord like <laughs> anything coming up any tours we're getting too cold nope 
Good. I'm asking cycle, but thanks for answering for him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Cape Cod this weekend, but I'm not on a bike. Yeah, I was gonna say Dan, I said no. So yeah. And I check. just I just got a new book though, uh that I bought a I bought a Webley model five at Tulsa in April, and it was one that had the shaved cylinder. So my brother-in-law and I figured out that you could use a 45 auto rimmed and use that instead. And you didn't have to use moon clips, but the cylinder is, it doesn't lock up real tight. And I was a little concerned about that. And I, I couldn't figure out how to, cause the five was only produced for about 18 months. And I, I couldn't figure out, uh, you know, about the parts. Well, I, I, I found this, this book, it's almost like a pamphlet that this guy wrote that talks about all the different Webley marks and which parts are in, interchangeable between which guns. And it just came yesterday. And now I find out that it's not the, it's not the thing I thought it was. It's actually the hand that's probably screwed up and um, I can use a hand out of any of the other guns. So I'm getting ready to order a, a part to try to tighten a gun up so I can actually shoot it. And if I, of course, if I shoot it, I'll make a video of, of shooting it. Cause that'll be cool. Right on. Thanks for sharing that. Cause that's one of those things that people don't think about when they say all guns are just for murder and anybody who has more than one gun is just a more of a murderer and they dismiss it as that. Uh, and even gun owners who are easy to you know, suggest that the reason we carry is for self-defense or something. So um, I think that's curiosity. Well, let me finish my sentence here. The, I think the funnest part, one of the funner parts about guns is their machines, their little mechanisms and that kind of like what trying to, Go on a quest, find the thing to make your gun better, find that book, figure that piece of knowledge out. Now you have something that you, you know, have a goal, you can get that part. And now you got a working thing. I mean, that, that little satisfaction, that little project there, that's what guns are all about, right? Right down. So, so just out of curiosity, so where do you get 100-year-old parts? From 120-year-old guys. Oh, no, uh, believe it or not, uh, uh, Number of Chasm and Sarko and a few other people, but the problem is they only have certain parts from certain guns. So basically, they probably get a gun with like a blown cylinder and then they strip it for parts. You know, that kind of thing. So you got, you got to find the right place. But, but knowing that the models one through six all use the same, we call it a hand, the, the British called it a Paul. And, and, uh, you know, now that gives me a lot wider range to go looking for. Now, you know, I can, I can try a lot more, uh, old gun places and there, and there are gun places that specialize in parts for really old guns. Thank you. So that's where I'm going to be looking. Right on. And we'll be back here tomorrow. Thanks everybody for tuning in thanks for the thumbs and the two people that thumbed it down again appreciate that because now there's some reason for people who might be checking this video out versus other videos they're going to see those thumbs down and they're going to think wow two different people thought this thing sucked i'm going to go see what was so controversial about this video yeah and, and one of them thumbed it down two minutes before you even came on the air right on so that doesn't matter to the person who's watching this seven months from now so again really appreciate the the controversial uh, review. Again, that definitely adds. We've noticed that it's been adding to the uh, overall view counts of the video. So we don't intentionally try to piss people off, but always an extra bonus when they're uh, helping out.
So uh, with that, we will see everybody tomorrow. I think there's probably something happening over on Gun Channels. If you still want some chatting, uh, head over to the place to chat about guns. Real gun chat.